Hello and welcome to the Brain Tuner podcast, a podcast about life after a brain tumour diagnosis and in aid of the Brain Tumour Charity. Well, good morning. It's half past six on December the 23rd, 2022, and I'm just back from my operation, but back from the hospital at tea time. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it's nice to be home, but the same's happened to me as the last time. And I don't know whether it's down to the sudden complete peace and quiet of my own bedroom rather than the, um, the constant noise and lights of the hospital and the ping ping of syringe drivers and, uh, the fidgeting and and grumbling and noises of my fellow patients, but whatever it is, here I am, stupid o'clock, wide awake, wide awake again, uh, desperately trying to get to sleep. However, I think I'm perhaps a little bit too buzzing. You know, I am quite elated that it's over. I've not been able to think about Christmas because I've had this big uh, event coming up, this craniotomy to get rid of Gary the glioma, who is now on a petri dish somewhere in a laboratory, I guess, waiting to be identified. I mean, Mr Matthew, my brain surgeon, who's a research scientist into them, said that visually he's pretty sure he was a glioma from what he removed. Um, he uses this uh, in image-enhancing technology where they use a special chemical that fluoresces and shows the boundaries much more clearly of the tumour. So... They are pretty sure, and based on the MRI they got, as sure as they can be at this stage, that they got not just Gary, but a good margin around him, which should prevent the little sod coming back again, because I don't want any any revisits from him, because, you know, gliomas can be nasty little buggers, depending on what type they are, and I don't want that, having just had the relief of getting rid of it. However, Mr Matthew has left me with a very neat little scar. I thought I'd have a like a something akin to a model railway layout going from ear to ear with staples looking like a little train track but I haven't got anything like that I've just got uh, little um, stereo strips that in seven days when I start washing with my baby uh, shampoo and then with my little fuzzy baby hair again like I did last time they should just gently come out so that's great because I was expecting a very long removal session at my local GPs to have uh, the staples removed which I know is not the nicest of experiences but I haven't got that I've just got to be careful not to get my head wet so that the, I don't end up with a velox window in the top of my head because my stitches just fall apart and fall out but if you're uh, if you're heading soon towards a craniotomy yourself to go through what I've done, I can tell you the feeling once it's done is amazing. Uh, not the being awake in the middle of the night. Um, and, uh, you know, the bandage was extremely tight that held, was holding my uh, operation site together. So when the nurse removed that today, oh my God, that was absolute bliss. So uh, even though I was warned it would, it could trigger swelling, so I could end up looking like Quasimodo. I don't think I look any more like him than my natural state, so I think that's okay. So, yeah. Um, but since I'm awake, last time I started blogging in the early hours of the morning, this time I thought I would just uh, 
record a podcast whilst my feelings were fresh in my mind. The feeling of elation at being home and the delight at being home back with my family and it all done. So, um, but it was very similar experience to last time I found both. I mean, no one wants to go through what I've gone through, but if you have to, you like it to be as pleasant as possible. And um, Leeds General Infirmary are a terrific bunch. They really are so good. From the moment you get in there, their L26 admissions ward just really, really take good care of you, getting you ready for the day. And, um, you know, as I say, they're a lovely, lovely team in the anaesthetics team and uh, made me feel very relaxed, which is, of course, what they're supposed to do because they make you go to sleep. But they made me feel relaxed before that process started too. So, um, I don't know, somehow it seemed like it took longer for it to knock me out this time. I don't know why I ended up counting ceiling tiles just to try and, you know, make my brain go off. Um, it was, it felt a little bit more like switching off a light switch last time. But I have to say, um, I'm steadier on my feet this time. Um, I'll use the excuse of the time of night I'm recording. I don't think I'm repeating myself, but, uh, I'm off out for a walk today because I feel like I can do. I don't need the mobility scooter like last time or a walking stick. Um, six weeks apparently should see me capable of a gentle jog. So Christmas Day and New Year's Day part run is out. But they're always short of volunteers. So I might as well make me useful, self useful. So I'll go on the website later today and uh, get myself registered as a volunteer and even though it's a bit cold down where we do our part run in Harrogate, I've got my nice duck-down-filled huffer jacket that I brought back from New Zealand, so I will be nice and toasty whatever job they give me. Maybe tail walker, I think I can cope with just trundling along, watching everybody blast past me, So, which usually happens even when I'm attempting to run, but that's, that's another story. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what I should do on Christmas Day, go down and help out at park run. So... Uh, but I think last time it took me two or three nights to get back to a normal state of sleep. I perhaps should have recorded the background noises in the in the ward. It might have helped me sleep. So uh, I'll probably look for a... I'll go on the car map and see if they have a hospital ward as one of their ambient sounds. I might, uh, I might need that for the night, you know. Um, it's very strange... It really, really throws your sleep pattern out because it's never fully dark in a ward. So, and it's never quiet because hospitals are working 24-7. So, you know, they do the best not to wake you up, but they're there for you. If you've got this incredible urge to have a coffee at four in the morning, they will, uh, you know, look after you. So, and uh, of course, the, the other thing is I'm probably half expecting somebody to wake me up in a minute and take my blood pressure and uh, temperature so because their observations always seem to be scheduled just around the time you've started gently snoring which is probably their clue that it's time to come so uh yeah you know i'm probably i'm probably there's not enough disturbances which is why i can't get to sleep so anyway i'm going to wind things up i hope if you have got an operation coming up this will help you to be calm because it's soon over and you'll soon have a silly grin on your face and think, yeah, I've done it. So, you know, I'm looking forward to today. Today's my first day fully free of brain tumours. As far as we're all aware, I've had another MRI and they've not found anything else. So I'm hopeful. 
never wanting to tempt fate, but uh, here we go. So, night all, wherever you are, hope you're well. By the way, like me, over 12,000 people each year in the UK and an estimated 300,000 worldwide suddenly discover that they have a brain tumour. And from the moment that they receive that news, their lives will never be the same again. This podcast has been created to try and raise funds for the Brain Tumour Charity, who've been a big support to my family and I. As well as offering support to individuals and families, they fund life-saving research in the hope of ending the harm done by brain tumours. If you can help in any way, big or small, please go to www.justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash Stuart dash Hannah. That's S-T-U-A-R-T dash H-A-N-N-A-H and make a donation. Thanks.